This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome, and in the process, maybe kicking your corporate stooge job to the curb. I am Dan Benjamin. This is episode number 77 of this uh, program right here. It is November 10th, 2015, recording at 2.24 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Yep. Heidi Cook, welcome back Hi. to the show. Missed you here the last few episodes. No, I was terrible here. recording without you. No, I was here. I know the audience also missed you. I was here. So I'd like to welcome you back. Why, thank you. Where, where was it that you were? I was nowhere. I was here. You were here, right here? Right here in the room. Okay. Not as gloomy as the last uh, time no. we did an episode here, but still gloomy. I haven't yawned yet. I think it's the gloom. The gloom makes gloom you yawn. Makes me yawn. The gloom yeah. makes you yawn. I have a wonderful uh, list of topics for us to cover today. Hattie also brought a couple of her own topics that we will be covering during the course of this program. We've got some lovely sponsors making the show possible, and we also have you making the show possible. If you would like to help support the show, we would love that. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash five by five. That's the place to go. Donate a buck, donate a dollar per episode, whatever you choose. I am greatly appreciative, and so is Hattie, since you're pretty much paying her uh, her whole salary right now. Yep. So if you want her to earn more money, donate more. Is your microphone comfortable? Yes. Okay. It's just when I I try and look okay. at my no, computer, it's, whatever works it. for you. It's just I've yeah. never seen someone. Well, I can. There. Okay. That that's I feel better. better. That's be- you must that's have had better. really tall heels on the last time you because that microphone was bumping into your forehead today. Well, I was in the same same shoes. Okay. But who knows? So I have a number of topics. The first, the first one is, we earlier today I was recording Back to Work with Merlin Mann. It's a program that I do that uh, ostensibly is about productivity. But it winds up being about life. And after the show ended, the program ended, it was time to go get a bite to eat. So we actually decided to eat, trying to save money. And not have extravagant, you know, the days of bringing caviar in. No more lobster. And lobster for lunch every day. Those days are gone. So we decided we would head out for lunch today, like the common people do. And we walked out of our office here. Out Out of the room that we record in. Right, the studio recording room. And the smell... Out in the main room. Oh man! Was so, I'm so glad. No offense, but I'm so glad we're leaving this place. Right, we're out of here like really soon. Yeah, and the, the it our eyes started burning and watering. We were coughing. At one point, you said your head started to hurt, and this was like after like 30 seconds of exposure. We just grabbed our our stuff and ran, and it smelled. It smelled like pink bathroom soap, baby armpit yeah because there was a sort of a mustiness about it a sort of a humanness about it that was bad we couldn't put our finger on what it was and we didn't want to try we just had to clear out so we came back an hour later after eating lunch at the local grocery store and smell was better but it was still there and we went next door to the children's dentist office and the smell was powerful in there also. And yet, the women who work in there were just sitting there working as if nothing was happening. There were several patrons. And we went, when we entered 
it it was so much stronger in there than in it there. was in here. Yeah. Our shared wall, our common wall. <sighs> so uh, we Hattie, I put we Hattie up the front to it. Desk, I said, Hattie, you have to like, ask her. By the way, you're you're the one asking. I'm like, right. oh, thanks for the heads up. Because I can't. I, can't, like, I would come across the wrong way. Yeah. And you have a, a certain yeah. sweetness about you. If you just act like everything's kind of a question, yeah. then no one can get angry. Right. What is, and so we <laughs> basically... maybe a smell or something? Yeah. And see, the higher your voice goes, the less angry they can be. Yeah. <laughs> so the woman up there said, well... No, I don't smell anything. Right. And I can't like, smell anything. I'm like, really? Like, nothing? You didn't spray or clean or you know try and spruce up something and she was like well <laughs> well earlier i think we sprayed a little bit of febreze and i'm like in my mind i was like a little bit is like one little squirt yeah no this is like a bottle of it or, or, or like an industrial strength febreze <laughs> febreze truck opened its you know opened its doors into their it's overwhelming and horrible horrid and the reason that i bring this up isn't just because i want to complain the reason i bring this up is these are the little things that you are faced with when you run your own office and when you are not fully in control of your domain as they say the master of your own domain when you are subject to shared walls and noise and i don't know how often i've talked about it but one of the walls in this space is right up to this dentist which happens to be a pediatric dentist and for for those not in the know that uh, simply means children children do not like the dentist they do not like the dentist and they start though nothing's happening right but any (laughs) i guess a a dentist touching their mouth touching their teeth or maybe the idea that maybe they could touch their teeth lots of screaming all day now it doesn't bother me because i have screaming kids at my house all the time so i don't even hear it but these kids are screaming and crying and just and again you don't you don't necessarily know about that before you start running out the space uh it's all just the way that it is when you get here after you've signed the lease and you're in the space and you hear it and you're like okay great well anyway something to consider when you're in that situation and the flip side of it is consider the things that you're doing and how they may be affecting your coworkers, your neighbors, your next door neighbors. For example, when you burn the popcorn in the microwave, everyone's going to smell that all day and it smells terrible. So don't do that. If you're the last one making the coffee and there's no coffee left, but it's late in the day and you're not going to make another pot, turn it off so it doesn't sit there smoking and burning. Different people have different thresholds of sensitivity to things, to the woman in there. With the Febreze, she couldn't smell anything. She couldn't smell anything. To Hattie and I, we had My to evacuate the building, hurting. and Hattie had to <sighs> lay down. So just keep that in mind that the things that you do, the noises you make, maybe for hanging pictures, like with a hammer or something like that. Right. Like you never know if somebody's trying to record or like be on a phone call or something. Does that mean next don't door. hang pictures? No, it means hang them in off hours. It means right. hang them on the weekends. Oh, you don't want to come in on the weekends? Guess what? You don't need pictures up, do you? You have to make a sacrifice, and every sacrifice that you make will be rewarded, perhaps in the afterlife, Hattie. I think that brings up a bigger topic of being aware, self-aware, and aware of others. And I think, like this morning, you were telling me about um, people that right. were in front of you right. um, in I the parking have garage. To and about. Right, but 
I think, and we've, we've been talking about this the past few days is like people not being aware of their actions. Like the guy that was taking a, a left and yeah. you, we were taking a right back from lunch. Right. Tell that story. Cause I feel like that's like, he never saw it from anyone else's perspective. This is, are you talking about in the parking garage? No, oh, uh, out right, front right. when you were both doing the exact same thing, yet he got Yeah, you tell it, tell it. Tell no, it, you're okay. way better. Talk oh, to f- fine. We have a road, runs alongside of the building. Uh, each of us, we, it's one of those things where you get into the left lane and you turn left. And I'm turning left, he's also turning left. But we're in, I guess you would describe it as almost like in that median area. It's a separated median that allows for the left turning to happen. And... My car was about, I have, uh, I have a, a, a black SUV, a sm- smaller mid-sized SUV. He also had a small mid-sized black SUV of a different manufacturer. His was German, mine is Japanese, and each of us was, I would say if you lined the cars up. You're pointing right at pretty, each other. Yeah, they're, they're lined right at each other. They're about the same exact size, and I'm turning left and he's turning left, so we're facing each other. And he begins to get irritated. He does those hand gestures like, what? What is, I can't believe this. What, what are you doing? <laughs> like that kind of hand gesture, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Toward, toward us for As having if, the audacity of blocking his, his view, left turn. And he cannot t- take a left because we had, we were, were so ostentatious with our cars to block his view and prevent it. He's doing the same thing the to exact us. exact same thing. So we both just have to wait until we're sure that there's no cars coming. It's not a big deal. It takes another 15, 20 seconds. But he, he, was, he just, was exasperated. And then when he finally made the turn, he looked at us like, really? Right, the nerve of your car, which is identical to mine, doing the same thing. But it ne- <laughs> I think your point, Hattie, is that it never even occurred to him that he was doing the same thing to us. Oh, I hope I'm not blocking them since I can't really see around them. Maybe they can't Maybe see they around can't me. See, it never occurred to no. him. No. That we were both in a in a mutual problem in a shared a shared world. People are only caring about themselves and what they're doing, right? And uh, you know, again, since we're talking about cars, and all this ties nicely in with with some of our topics today, as we ease the audience into it. In my neighborhood, I was uh, I was driving out, taking my kid to school uh, on my street, the street I live on. As I'm I'm driving, obeying the speed limit, I might add. And I, I see people have gotten into, because I can see them up ahead, as we're driving the speed limit, people up ahead, there's a, an older husband and wife getting into their car. I see them in the car. I see the, you can tell when a car is starting up because of sort of a brake light flashing on and off kind of a thing that happens. And then you can see their foot go on the brake because the red lights go on. You can see them shifting from uh, park through reverse into drive because you get the red light, white light, light kind of blinking kind of yeah. thing that happens. And I said to my boy, I said, they're going to pull out in front of us because at this point we were only maybe two car lengths, three car lengths back driving the speed limit, which is probably 20 miles an hour. And I'm like, if they pull out now, we will have to slam on the brakes not because we're driving too fast, but simply because they should not pull out. And he said, they're not going to pull out. I said, yes, they are. And they did. And we had to put on the brakes. And then they proceeded to drive 
seven hours below the posted speed limit once we got out onto the main road. Se- seven miles per hour. What did I say? Seven hours. Seven hours? Yeah. <laughs> That's because it seemed like it took so long. <laughs> it felt like seven it hours. It felt like seven hours. <laughs> and it was just, I just couldn't believe it that they pulled out in front. And then, and, and I look, and the look on the woman's face as she looked back at me in, the, in, the, in her rearview mirror. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But she very much, there was a vibe I could just pick up on of this was, she wanted to sort of, she was in charge here. She's in charge here. (laughs) And she's doing her job to police this place. And she's going to keep people in line. She's got an eagle eye. Because I need, you know what? I need to keep you in line. And the way that you're going to remember that if you see someone who wants to pull out, even if there's no cars behind you for a mile, if they want to pull out in front of you, that's being neighborly. You got to let them out, and she'll drive just a wee bit slower to teach you that lesson. A little bit of pun of punishment, right? <laughs> and of course, I can't pass around her because if I pass around her, well, then then I'm breaking the right, law. I'm doing something two, wrong. Or one, would you call that a two lane road, or it's just one goes one way, one goes the other? So, so what? what? But it's that whole, you know, and I, I, I remember people doing that in the workplace. That there's a certain, they believe things should be a certain way around. Don't go changing the way things are around here. Newfangled computer systems. There used to be a lot of resentment. This is back in the days when we used to use terms like intranet. When we would, I was charged more than once with installing an intranet. I used to How, think did you that know that what was, an intranet no, is? No, and I'm, I'm fine saying that because I used to think that intranet was just <laughs> someone like being silly about, you know, when you say Target instead right. of Target, it's like <laughs> sure. intranet. TJ Maas. Right. See, you can like mess with names French of things. French it up a little right. bit. Right. So intranet, what's more important? Intranet. Right. So that's what it sounded like to me. But like somebody whose name is Bubba saying, oh, it's the internet. Yeah, that intranet. Get on that intranet. Well, we used to we used to have to get intranets set up, and people really didn't like intranets. They found it to be too new, too different. So people have resistance for things that they they want to control. They just it's natural, and I understand that. That that brings us to one of our big topics. Hattie's got a big. A big topic. But before we get to that, I want to talk more about controlling messages, messaging and messages, but not instant. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a second. First, I'd like to tell you about Hover. Because when you have a great idea, you want to get a good domain name for it. It's all about the domain names. Did you ever, Howdy, have you ever squatted on a domain name? You found a good one. You're like, I don't want to use this for myself, but I don't want anyone else to have it. Yes. What was the domain? Can you share it? I think I have a couple of them. Oh, you're still doing that? Oh, yeah. I mean, no one else wants wants them. TwoWildDogs.com. TwoWildDogs.com. That's my aunt used to call me my little sister. And <laughs> LittleFallsFaces.com. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. That's my great-great-grandmother. What what she called little masks. LittleFallsFaces. Yeah. She, oh, they got their little false faces on. <laughs> like on Halloween. Sh- sugar to beat us. That's also from my, my mother's side of term. the family. Sugar to beat us. Sugar to beat us. Yeah. Oh, he got, he got sugar to beat us. He can't have that. That's literally exactly how they'd use the term. Uh, <laughs> so... In, uh, in in my search for a good domain name, I had watchdog.net, pretty good, sold it, made a pretty penny on that one. And it, you know what? 
Go and register the domain that you want to hover. You go there and you type it in. They've got a search field. Right there in the search field, you type the name. But you don't add the don't add the .com to it. Just type the name you want or type a, a word you like or a couple words you like. Hover will come back and reveal to you a million, maybe not a million, but it could be a million, 10 million amazing domain names that are available. Some of them will have .com extensions, maybe the .co, .fm, why not? .tv, .pizza, studio, radio, computer. They're all out there. It's great. And Hover knows them all, and it will come back and give you all of these great suggestions. That's not all it does. When you register a domain with Hover, guess what you get? You get free who is protection. So uh, the hackers out there can't just go and figure out who owns littlefalsefaces.com and reveal your private information. Surprises me. <laughs> They've got free valet transfer service to make it easier to move a domain from another registrar. No wait, no hold, no transfer phone service. And they've got Hover Connect. So when you want to set up your new website, they'll hook right into Shopify, hook right into Squarespace. You don't have to like worry about entering DNS records. They just, they just do it all automatically. So here's what you do. Go to Hover.com and use the code STOOGE, S-T-O-O-G-E, corporate STOOGE, STOOGE, at checkout, and you'll save 10% off your first order. Thanks very much to Hover.com. So listen, listen to this. There's a, Hattie, I don't know if you know about this, but tomorrow morning, I think it's uh, 8 Central, 9 Eastern, and 7 Pacific, I believe. I don't know. Now, I just said that wrong. But tomorrow morning, at some point, the iPad Pro goes out for sale. And... One of the things that Apple's known for, not only for making things that people are willing to spend any amount of money to buy, but they're known for having a really great message surrounding their product. A really great message. You know, that's what they're known for. They have this really great, smart, consistent message. This is what our product does. This is who it's for. This is why it's magical. But I read an article today, and I noticed this the other day. How did you remember when we had a viewing in the office of uh, of uh, Q's interview about the iPad Pro? He was on some TV show. Yes. And one of the things that he talked about there in that interview is how he is such a – he does not create a lot on the iPad. He is a consumer. He consumes lots of stuff. He talked about reading news. He talked about browsing. He talked about reading email. Consume, consume, consume. And I was a little bit shocked that that was his messaging about the iPad Pro on this interview. Because one of the biggest obstacles that tablet computers in general, but the iPad specifically, has been up against for years is nobody wants to create on something like that. That's just for consuming. It's too restrictive. Too restrictive. Nobody wants to create on an iPhone. Nobody wants to create on an iPad. That's what your computer's for. And finally, I felt like we'd overcome that. And it's almost become like a, like a joke, like a trope or something. Like, oh, can't create anything on this thing. I create tons of stuff on my iPad. Oh, it's just for consuming. And here you've got Eddie Q up there saying, yeah, I just consume stuff. Meanwhile... You've got Tim Cook at the same time, different interviews talking about how it's going to replace the PC. 
How it's going to replace the machine. you won't need your laptop anymore. You won't need your laptop because it's for creation. So listen to this. Alistair Heath talking to Tim. Here's what he says. This is Tim Cook. Why would you buy a PC anymore? No, really. Why? He said. He highlights and markets for the 12.9-inch device. How good it is for creatives. He says, the Apple Pencil can be used as a pencil, a pen, a paintbrush, or a calligraphy pen. The smart keyboard has a smart connector. All this stuff that makes it possible to create with this brand new device. And then you have Gabe Carey talking to Eddie on CNN Money, who says the iPad Pro is for those who consume more than they create, including reading email, news, watching videos, and general web browsing. Monday night's TV ads come out. And it says, and this is an article by Matthew Pansarino, the focus on creative work right off the top spells out how Apple is embarking on selling the device. Apple's doing its best to position the iPad pre-launch with creative people. You remember right, they that? They took it to Pixar they and took it Adobe. To Pixar and Adobe. Yeah. And have artists showing how they're going to create interviews with artists talking about how it's going to up their game, how it's going to improve their workflow. Create, 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 create. Here's a pen. What do you do with a pen? Draw, write, create. Yeah, with with a pen with a pencil like you just it's meant to make and create. Right. Like it's not What do you do with a keyboard? You type on it. That's right. writing. It's just it's crazy. That these two guys are out there talking about the opposite thing. They're talking about opposite messaging. And it's not because they're coming out there saying it's good at both things. That's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. They're giving different messages. And I think that's something that's so critical, even more critical for a small business than a big business. But for a small business, if you're a freelancer, if you run your own company, every single person, even obviously it's easy if it's just you, but (laughs) you still need to be consistent about your messaging. Every single person in your company, regardless of how big of a company you are, needs to understand the message, needs to understand the mission, needs to understand the values, the core values and the goals that you have as a business. Whatever those things are, if your business is to make podcasts and you want to bring podcasts that have insight, analysis, and humor, if that's what you do and you make podcasts for geeks, then that's the message. And everything you need to do has to be on message for that. So if you have a person who just started it, they just had their first day and they're being interviewed, what does your company do? Mom, dad, I got a job. Oh, cool. What is the company? The answer that that person after their first day has should be the same thing as the CEO who's been building that company for 15 years. What is that answer? It's good to think of that. It's good to write a mission statement. It's good to have a message that you use to shape the thing that you do. Oh, you work for somebody else's company? Fine. What's, what is the thing that the company does? And if at a fundamental level you don't like that and you can't get on board with whatever that thing is, Start looking for a new job. If it's your company and you don't like what it is that you do or what you've become as a company, there was a while, Hattie, where we were spending almost all of our time, instead of creating really great shows, I mean, we were still creating great shows, but we weren't, that wasn't our focus for a while. Our focus was selling for other people. Right. And that 
affected the quality, I think, to some degree. Maybe it was only perceptible to us. I don't know. But that affected, I think, the quality of some of the shows that we were doing, the frequency of some of the shows we were doing. Yes. And we didn't really want to be a company that just sold ads for other podcasts. We wanted to... Because that's not creating anything. Sell ads for for special podcasts, the ones we make, but also some of the other ones that we sold. Instead of just anyone who really wants an ad, if they had a, a show, we'll sell for it. No. And so we had to we had to change our mission. We had to scale back on that and focus on other things. What's your mission statement? What is your job's mission statement? What do you do within the context of your own job? What is it that you provide every day? It better start with customer service. Whatever it is, it better start with that thing you're producing for people. There are almost no jobs or companies I can think of that are not focused at the end of the day on providing something to a person. You know what? They it, try. I mean, I'm trying to name one. I'm trying to think of one right now. What? What can you think of a job that doesn't directly affect a person? And shouldn't that person, that recipient, be first and foremost? I think so. I think they have to be. I was just thinking about the mission statement for, was it Microsoft where it's like each year it gets broader and broader and weirder and weirder. And yes, like the yes. first one was like to make the best computer. And then the, then like today's mission statement is like the cloud platform of blah, blah, blah. blah. Like what was that? Yeah. I'm trying to search her right now. I can't find yeah, it. You're going to want to search for Microsoft mission statement. Uh, and then I would do I'd like, do like over the years. Yeah. yeah. Because they have, ch- it has changed a lot. As Microsoft has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Uh, they used to have to, uh, Microsoft used to have a succinct mission statement, put a computer on every desk and in every home. That's a great one. That's their goal. Pretty good goal. And they did it pretty much. You could say. Uh, the corporate mission statement for 2013 and beyond is to create a family of devices and services for individuals and businesses that empower people around the globe at home, at work and on the go for the activities they value most. Terrible. So bad. That's the worst mission statement I've ever heard. It's like because you don't don't understand what that means. No, it doesn't mean, well, it doesn't mean anything. What's their current mission statement? I think I need to find that one. Find the current one. It's better. I don't remember what it is exactly, but it's better. You know, because the mission statement, that is so at the core. And people are like, I don't need a mission statement. Uh, We don't need a mission statement. We're not a big enough company. Or, oh, it's just me. I don't need a mission. Of course you do. My understanding for Apple's mission statement is, Apple designs Macs, the best personal computers in the world, along with OS X, iLife, iWork, and professional software. Apple leads the dig- how is this a uh, a mission statement? Apple leads the digital music revolution with iPods and iTunes online store. Apple has reinvented the mobile phone with its revolutionary iPhone and App Store, and is defining the future of mobile media and computing devices with iPad. Okay, I found the updated one. <laughs> now wait, before we do that, Steve Jobs' original ideas. He had a mission statement to make a contribution to the world by making tools for the mind that advance humankind. That was Steve's. That's a big difference, isn't it? That should be theirs forever. Okay, Hattie, what what is <laughs> uh, what was the the new one that you? Because found? you know what, I, let me just comment on that. I think that 
when I think of Apple, that's what I'm expecting out of them. Right. And maybe that's why over the past year or so, I've been disappointed a little bit with what they've come out with because it nothing felt as inspirational as the iPhone and the iPad and things like that. But anyway, uh, the new one for Microsoft uh, is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And then uh, Nadella elaborates further saying that Microsoft has a unique capability in harmonizing the needs of both individuals and organizations and that it employee and that its employees deeply care about taking things global and making a difference in lives and organizations in all corners of the planet. Terrible. All these are terrible. <laughs> it's like they want to cover every base. You know that? Be vague and general. And mission statements are so important. What is your mission statement? What, what about this? What is your life mission statement? Well, I think that's outside the context of our tiny little show. As know. of 2014, Samsung's mission statement is inspire the world, create the future. Now, I love that. For a company that now seems to just copy a lot of Apple stuff and, and people just seem to hate, what a great mission statement. I know. It's a little vague. It doesn't really say how they're going to do it or what their focus is. But for the companies that, you know, that you like, What's Target's mission statement? Like you can look that one up. What do you think it is? If you had to guess, what, what would you say Target's mission statement should be? I would say that it's probably going to be something like making a... $100 a, store. Well... Find out how to get everybody to spend no less than 100 bucks every time you go. It's impossible not to. <laughs> uh, no, probably something like giving you the everyday things that you need, but like with a sense of... Design and cleanliness. <laughs> That's what All I would right. say. Did you look it up? I'm looking it up. I'm While you say that, I'll say, how about Whole Foods? Our motto, Whole Foods, Whole People, Whole Planet, emphasizes that our vision reaches beyond food retailing. In fact, our deepest purpose is an, an organization is helping support the health, well-being, and healing of both people, customers, team members, and business organizations in general, and the planet. But the motto, Whole Foods, Whole People, Whole Planet, that's sort of at the core. I remember that used to be like their little slogan that they would put like on the bags and stuff. Right. And they've got a list of their core values, selling the highest quality natural and organic products available, satisfying, delighting and nourishing our customers. See, what I like about this like is the nourishing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking about what they do, supporting team member happiness and excellence, creating wealth through profits and growth. I mean, these are good. These are good things. It's not that much of a of a phrase, but it encapsulates something. I like targets. What is it? It's a little bland, but mm. I understand it. Uh, our mission is to make Target the preferred shopping destination for our guests by delivering outstanding value, continuous innovation, and an exceptional guest experience by consistently fulfilling our "expect more, pay less" brand promise. Brand promise. Five by Five's mission statement is Five by Five is a podcast network for geeks, designers, developers, gamers, entrepreneurs, and people like you. That's it. Simple enough. Perfect. We make we make shows for geeks. What's your mission statement? It matters. It matters because that's what's going to frame your mindset and the mindset of every employee you ever have. 
That's your kind of your elevator pitch, if you think about it. Yeah, and, and when you hire someone, like I was saying, they should be able to go out there and say what, what it is that you do for a company. You know, I've worked at places where I couldn't even explain what we do because there was no clear <laughs> mission statement. I was just watching uh, that 70s show, and it's you take your kid to work day or something, and Kelso goes to work with his dad, and he spends the entire episode trying to understand what his dad what does. His dad and he's like, does. He's like, so you help people with the data and he's like no not really and he just and he's like this chart this chart that you're showing me right now you at least made the chart and he was like no someone else in another department made that like could not get (laughs) what his dad did and i just i think everybody should kind of take that into consideration you should know and be able to explain what you do (laughs) and you know how important is that it's more important than ever i think more important than ever. I'll tell you real quick about Pond Five before we get to Hattie's topic and uh, some listener feedback. Pond Five. If you're producing content online, there's no better creative resource than Pond Five. What's Hattie? Look up what Pond Five's mission statement is. While I do this spot, they do video clips, they do motion graphics templates, they do music, they do sound effects. All the amazing media you need to perfect your creative productions without exhausting your budget or your time. Pond5 has a global community of artists that they pay some of the highest payouts in the industry. So not only will you find the highest quality and the most diverse content, okay, but you will know that those individual artists out there are getting paid well for the content that they've produced. Royalty-free license lets you use your media whenever and wherever you need it, fast and affordable. And we have a secret code for you. The secret code that will get you 25% off your next purchase is QUIT, Q-U-I-T, QUIT. So go to Pond5, it's P-O-N-D and the number 5, Pond5.com, and use the code QUIT at checkout to save 25% off your next purchase. Thanks very much to Pond5 for making this show possible. Okay, I haven't found their pond, the Pond5 mission statement, but... Um, Don't read me the about page. No, it's not. Our mission since day one. That's has, a good, yes. Okay has been to build the world's most vibrant, artist-friendly marketplace for creativity. We thought very carefully about the kind of partners we want to join us. I would just stop right there. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm just going to stop there. That's their mission. It's a good mission statement. Yeah. There is something very famous. Uh, the four, I think it's called the four-quadrant product grid that Apple did back in the day. And you have two columns on the side, two columns on top. On the left, you had desktop and portable. And on the top, you had consumer professional. Have you seen this, Hattie? No, but I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so where desktop meets consumer, you've got the iMac. Where desktop meets professional, you've got the Power Mac G3. Oh, that's where interesting. Where portable meets consumer, you have iBook. Where portable meets professional, you've got PowerBook G3. Now, they've updated it. The author of this article updated it. So now, consumer desktop is iPad. Professional desktop is MacBook Pro. Portable consumer iPhone. Why did they do portable professional MacBook Air? I don't desktop agree with that. Desktop is MacBook Pro. That should I don't be agree iMac. With that. Doesn't matter. The point is they're wrong, but that doesn't matter. But it's I like the the thought the that went into it. Yes, of the grid. It's very smart. So that's why you have to be careful when you see things on the internet because that's not official. The first one is official. This is old thing. But no one ever broke it down that simply. That's what Steve Jobs did when he came back. He said, we're just going to have the least number of things that we can have. Let's not make this so complicated. We're not going to have 20 different things. 
We're going to make two things. That one's a bit better. Yeah, that's a visual. A little dated, but it's a little dated, but it better. But what what is it that you're making for your customers? Who are your customers? How well do you know them? Are they the same as they were a year ago? No. Are they the same they were as a month ago? Maybe. But you've got to think about this. If you're not paying attention to your customers and what they want, you won't be able to sell them anything. If I was making the same kinds of podcasts that I was making five or six years ago when I started this, people would not be listening to them. And it's not that they get bored of me, but they get bored of a certain kind of a thing. How many seasons of a show do you really need? How many seasons of American Horror Story do we really need? All the episodes. (laughs) You know, but like when Breaking Bad ended, it was perfect. The whole season was perfect. The whole series was perfect. I don't want another, you know, another series after that following like where Jesse goes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that. I want something else. Would I like to see those actors in a different production? Sure. Would I like to see something that maybe takes place in that same universe and continuity? Well, better call Saul. But give me something new. Give me something different. You have to pay attention to your users, to your listeners, to your readers, whatever it is that you're doing. Do you want to do your topic or would you rather do some uh, some emails? Let's do some emails. I found a bug in mail. I think I'm the only person that ever experiences it, though. <laughs> what is it? Well, I don't even want to talk about it on this show. Okay. All right. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a couple emails because these are so great. I love this. Listen to this. And tell, stop me if I've done one of these. Do you need to take that call? I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know that number. Okay. Hello. I have a situation in my life that I could use some advice on. I've been a barber for 20 years. Wow. I'm 40 and I want to become a programmer. You see how do they always want to be programmers and designers? They want to create. They want to create with their iPads, iPad Pros. Pencils. I found a local coding boot camp applied and was accepted. The cost is $10,000. But since they're not accredited, no student loans. I also don't have $10,000. The other thing, I'm a convicted felon, drug-related. Any ideas? Thank you, Peter. What a situation for Peter. Very interesting. We had another convicted felon or two. We we seem to attract felons on this show. Maybe they're, they're like, creative people. They're creative they people. have creative minds. That's right. You're right. And they don't like a traditional job. That's right. <laughs> I have strong opinions about boot camps, programmer boot camps. Yeah. I don't believe that a boot camp is necessary for everybody. I don't know who it's necessary for. I've seen some boot camp, I've been to some boot camps but not the programming kind. And for those who don't understand it or who don't know it, the point of a boot camp is you 
walk in with no real experience and you walk out a software developer or you walk out a designer and you're being taught the fundamentals in a condensed, intense way. And I think that is, uh, that's a neat idea. I don't know if it works in practice. I've never hired anyone who went to a boot camp on, on any team I've ever worked for. I've never worked with anybody who's been through a boot camp. Most of the people that I know fell into one of two categories. Either they're self-taught like I am, or they've been through a longer education, like they have a degree in computer science, or they have a degree in graphic design, or web design, or whatever, uh, where they've worked through it. I don't feel like these boot camps are any kind of guarantee of success. I remember that there were trade schools back in the day where you would like you would go and you'd learn like I'm going to learn how to like fix cars, and you would go to the thing, and then they would like place you in a job afterwards. I think Full Sail kind of does that in the music industry yeah. to some degree. Like they're going to help find a job for you or they're going to like place ITT, you somewhere. Like ITT Technical ITT Institute. ITT Tech, yep. exactly. Exactly right. I think those are like DeVry. Right. That's it. All those All are kind of, of the placement schools. And I don't feel I like the boot camps have that. Like if you came to me and said, oh, I went to uh, the, the real Texas uh, boot camp for PHP. Like I, I've never heard of that. Now, is it because I'm out of the loop? Well, no, but like I know DeVry, you know what I mean? So I don't really know what a boot camp is going to give you. I will tell you that if there is no, I mean, I don't know how they could guarantee job placement, but if there's no guarantee at the end of something like that, I would be very nervous about dropping 10K on something like that because you don't know what you're going to learn. Here's the thing. You're okay. I don't know what a barber's daily schedule is like i don't know what that is i don't know uh if that's the kind of thing that uh that that you're gonna spend you know is that an eight hour a day is a 12 hour day is it two hours like i don't know i don't know what what, what and i feel like 10 grand is just a lot especially that it's uncredited too like i would um, 10 grand maybe for uncredited i mean for credited unaccredited no, accredited. ten grand for accredited. Yeah, you know, at least you have that. So I think that I don't know. I think you could find a better one. I I don't know. Here's the thing: if you're a barber and you've got eight hours in a day, and at the end of that day you're coming home, I don't. You're forty. You didn't say if you're married. You didn't say if you have uh, a significant other. You didn't say if you have kids. You didn't say if you own your house or anything. I need all that information to really give you good advice. But here's what I will say. I guarantee you that if you really want to be a programmer, you can find an hour or two a day mm-hmm. that you can go and pick up a book or watch a screencast or something like that and get yourself up to speed and learn the basics and try writing some code and try doing something. Try it. Try it on your own. Build it to the point where you're like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a developer now. I wrote this app for, for iOS. I wrote my first iPhone app. I wrote my first Android app. I built my first website. I connected uh, to a MySQL database and ran SQL queries in PHP. Do that. You can learn that on your own. Before you, the 10 grand. Before the 10 grand. <laughs> yeah. And find out if you love it as much as you think you do. Maybe you do. Go as far as you can possibly go on your own. On your own until you're so sure that A, you like it, 
and B, you can make money doing it, and three, that you need to go and drop $10,000 on doing this. But I'll tell you another really great way, and we actually have a really amazing sponsor. This is a perfect segue. Yeah. But seriously, like, I've never wanted to recommend Linda to somebody more than to Peter here. Because Linda is an amazing, amazing company. We're so lucky to have them as a sponsor, especially for this show. And it's not 10 grand. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, what is it, 25 bucks a month? Check the current prices. Hattie. I'll check. I'll Don't check look them right at now. me. <laughs> You're the one with the fast typing computer. I am fast typing computer. 3,000 on-demand video courses there, and they're going to give you a free 10-day trial. Lynda.com slash quit. L-Y-N-D-A. Lynda.com slash quit. Supports the show. Gets you access free for 10 days. Peter, just go sign up for Linda and spend 10 days. Spend every spare minute you have in those 10 days watching videos about software development. Twenty four ninety nine per month See? after the trial. After the trial, and that's if you're doing the month to month, and if you do the annual, it's nineteen ninety nine per month. Okay, you'd save so, sixty dollars. So twenty bucks a month times twelve is two hundred and forty bucks. Not ten thousand, right? <laughs> like take a month and yeah, like learn everything that you could possibly learn. From Linda, like watch every single video. Think of it like this. You they got could, a lot of videos. You could take a couple weeks off and you would lose some money from not being at your job, sure. But it's still going to be way, 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 way less than $10,000. And, and you I can think move at your own pace too. Your, I think you're going to learn a lot. They're not going to rush you through things maybe when you're not completely ready. You can take something from being a hobby to becoming an expert in it the top, top, top pros in all of the fields that, that you could ever possibly imagine are on Linda making great content. That's it. That's all I got to say. But I mean, that's a... I wonder what Linda's mission statement is. Linda.com slash quit, free 10-day trial. Go check it out. Okay, here's another one. Hi, Dan at all. That's you. Oh. I quit this week. I walked away from a safe, okay, but boring in the long-term job to take on a huge challenge at a smaller startup. I went from a place that only required B-minus effort to one that will require a solid A+. I'm telling you this because my decision is due in part to listening to Quit, as well as Back to Work, and that other podcast that Merlin does for many years. This is actually the second time I've quit since listening to Quit, but the first time was motivated by a geographical move, plus it was during the period of time that the show experienced an intermittent hiatus. I don't know what he's talking about. There's never been a hiatus at the show. It's been ongoing. Ongoing, weekly, Daily. every single, y- yes. Listening to the to the group, of, uh, the group of you discussing not the quitting itself, but rather finding the reasons for taking or leaving jobs is what put me in the position to have this opportunity and also to get me to jump on it. Your shows, along with the books, so good they can't ignore you, helped me identify my driver's limits and how to articulate what I can and want to bring to an organization. And that's led me to be in a position and mindset to take this exciting opportunity. So thank you and keep up the good work, MK, who adds at the bottom that he is a Patreon supporter. And I don't think it's Michael Kors. Michael Kors, the famous uh, purse maker. He makes all his own purses. Did you know that still? He hand makes all of them. That one guy... He's sitting, sitting there, there making purses. With his, with his t-shirt and blazer. Yeah. Making the 
person. Isn't that weird to think it's that when like, he's he not like totally, sitting on you know how much one of those purses is? They're like thousands. Yeah. For one of those purses. He could so hire someone, but he won't let he will not hire anyone. He wants to do it all, all himself. himself. All right, here's our next email. The company, I can't even say the person because it's a very unique name. If I say the name, everyone in the whole world's gonna know, know who, who this it is. is. The company I work for recently went through a huge reorganization, and in the shuffle, my role changed in a really unfavorable way. Now, because of the recent instability, people are leaving in droves. This feels like a good time to take an opportunity to change things up. I'd like to go freelance so I can devote more time to my own projects, and I feel like I could use this upheaval to negotiate a favorable arrangement. Am I correct in thinking this, or am I just an opportunist? So if I understand what this person's saying, they want, they, they want to go freelance, but they also think they could negotiate a favorable arrangement. So what I think they're saying is they could go to their boss and be like, look around, dude. Writing's on the Rats wall. Rats jumping ship. Right. I'll stick around, but I want to kind of do freelance stuff. I mean, like it, it, from your standpoint, as the employee looking for an opportunity, yes. This I think, is a good opportunity. I think this is a good opportunity. <laughs> from the employer, I see two different potential stances you could take. The first one is that would be put them in an awkward position because if people are leaving in droves, then the employer is probably freaking out. And they're like, well, at least we got this person. At least we got them. They're our rock. But I would also feel like, well, if this is what we need to do to retain this person, it would be better than them just flat out leaving too, wouldn't it? I think you're definitely being opportunistic. It doesn't strike me as the right thing to do. And then you have follow-up right there, too. Oh, the, well, the follow-up is uh, don't use my name. I'm 27. I've been working here for four years, and I have savings in my side projects already bringing in plenty of income. I say just sever it. Yeah. If people are leaving in droves, you I just think— Just leave. Yeah. Don't and like, you've got don't enough like trying to manipulate your employer. You got money in the bank. You're making bank, and you don't seem that worried. Yeah, just go. Twenty seven, baby. Wait. You got your whole life ahead of you. You want me to read this one, Hattie? Yeah, that last page is just not really anything. Just the sign off. Do M- not read my name on the air. M Y. M Y. Oh my. Hi, Dan and Hattie. Thank you for what the both of you and Shlok when he's on do for people on quit. You're not only helping out the people who call and email, but a lot of others as well who are in the same situations and can't call in. Personally, I really appreciated a few of the episodes as they gave me the right advice when I needed it. I'm hoping that both of you can provide me uh, with some advice. I've been working for an online advertising company in the upper Midwest for eight years. Nobody works for a place for eight years anymore. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean? that's like you might as well own the company. <laughs> Over that time period, I've been lucky enough to experience a few different positions with the company in web design management and light front end development currently. I enjoyed being a part of the company when it was smaller. Everyone knew each other and the overall demeanor company wide was positive. Company has grown substantially in a lot of ways. Projects require several meetings and there's a lot more structure and hierarchy within the business. Unfortunately, the success has really changed a lot of the business in ways that has really turned the culture upside down and has put me in the position where I need to leave as soon as I can. 
quite a few of the negative cultural norms here really affected me over the last two to three years to the point where my health has changed for the worse. Hmm. That's bad. Yeah. I'm not really getting a sense for what kind of health, kind of health or what it was, but like mental health. I don't know. The professional hurdle I now have, I have now relates to the same problem as Tony the tiger was a few quits ago. Work from employer, not worth showing. You know, where, where you can't, like the stuff you're doing at work, you can't you Right, can't you can't show. say it, right. Or it's just not good enough. However, it's pretty tough for me to find freelance clients as I'm more introverted. That, that right there, I want to stop right there and talk about that, but I'll come back to it. All right, I'll make a note. I'll make a note. I will be starting a few smaller uh, self-projects soon in addition to revising some previous work in order to build up a better portfolio, what I have now needs some work before I can start plugging. As far as my personal situation goes, I'm married. The only debt my wife and I have is the house. Destroying debt has been the primary goal for us over the last eight years. And we have a baby on the way. We're actually considering moving somewhere for more employment opportunities until we found out the baby was on the way two months ago. You have to be in the right social circles here to get a tech job in addition to meeting the requirements for design developmental development jobs. But I'm willing... Though I'd rather not leave my field if I could still provide for my family and not be absolutely miserable at my job. As far as meetings go, there are a few, but most are for software web developers, though I'm as willing to get out of the comfort zone to go to a few. He's talking about the meetups. Any advice would be much appreciated. I love you, Dan. That's how he signed it. Oh, yep. no, he said, thanks for all the great shows. That's what he... <laughs> I couldn't read it. It was on the other. I think I love you, Dan. It was a good yeah. guess. <sighs> I want to talk about that whole topic of introversion. We could, we could start on that or you could answer his question generally and then go back to the introversion. Okay, mom. God. You're welcome. Uh, no, I, I like that idea. I mean, I think if, you've, if you're experiencing negative health effects, then yeah, that... I mean, that could be anything. That could be from a negative work environment that could be like everybody in my company smokes and so right, now i like feel obligated smoke. to smoke um or now he's a two three pack a day smoker right or everybody eats 10 twinkies a day here and i'm starting to have really bad health effects from it or we I, all go to mcdonald's every single day i think he means he's it's i, I, have I think, to think it's like it's a mental, mental health yeah negative yeah, you've, you've got to get out of there especially if you've got a little baby on the way you get out can't bring that negative energy home to the to the wee babe. And the way that you're making it seem is that the way the company has changed is something outside of what you can influence. It's something outside of you. You can't change it. You've tried to change it. You've talked to your boss about it and said, I'm, I'm unhappy. These things are causing me health problems. Can we fix it? Have you done all of that? If you haven't done that and you're interested in staying, then do those things first, go to your boss. And if, if you went to your boss and said, listen, like this place has changed. It's stressing me out bad. I'm having X, Y, and Z problems. And your boss doesn't respond to that favorably and say, whoa, I, I will do whatever I can to help you out. How can I help you out? Here are the programs that are in place to help you out. If the response is anything but that. Peace out. Yeah, peace out. Drop the mic, walk away. Now we don't know. He doesn't say in here. About about savings or anything like that. They're working on. They're being working debt on free. being debt free, but it doesn't. It doesn't say. They just say they all they have is the house. 
So I assume I'm going to assume but there's we don't some have savings. Much savings, right? But there's some. You need you need realistically you need at least three months. Six. Uh, my rule is three months if you're single. Six months if you have a family. What about a fresh baby? A fresh baby still counts as a family. No, I know that, but I don't know if that added on extra money. So oh, right. Just I still babies would put are it, expensive. I, I would still say if the baby's existing and born, then six months. If the baby is a is a fresh baby being born, wait for the baby to be born because you need the insurance and all that other stuff. You have no idea, even if you get an easy baby. So I hear I've, I've never had an easy baby. <laughs> But apparently an easy baby, even an easy baby is a lot of work and very expensive. So I just, I think that the timing is wrong. I don't want you to stay there because it's stressing you or it's making you sick. That's not good. So here's the thing. If you are struggling in your workplace and you've gone to your boss and you've said, you know what, let's get out of there. I got to get out of there. Then you're going to do it. You're going to do it. But you need to find a place to go to. And if you say that it's a tight-knit community and that the tech community requires knowing people to get a job, then focus on that. And you were saying you don't like going to the meetups. You don't like doing other things because you're introverted. Being an introverted person can be really, really rough because that's how you need to meet people. And if you just said you need to meet people in order to find that new job, ooh, tough situation to be in. Super tough situation to be in. And there's no easy answer. I am absolutely not one of those people who believes that if, you, if you're introverted, that you just need to break out of your introversion and uh, just, just get over it and go meet people. No. Because if you're introverted, you're going to stay introverted. Go research the Enneagram and look up the, the Enneagram position five, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Figure it out. But yeah, you... you you're stuck with that personality, you know? We're all stuck with our personalities to, to the large degree. But you need, to, you need to get out there and you need to start focusing and you need to start talking to people. If being in a group or going to a meetup is stressful to you, then talk to people individually about it or ask them to go with you or go with them. Let them do the talking and you stand next to them and let them kind of I'm sure you know I'm sure you know that guy who gets along with everybody and has a good time at a party and a meetup. Find that person, introduce yourself to them one on one and kind of hang out with them and take a step back, but watch and listen to what they bring out in conversations. But you can't stay somewhere that's affecting your health. You just can't. Our last sponsor today is Fresh Books. One of the most liberating things when you quit your day job and start working for yourself is making your own schedule, right? Making every moment of your own schedule count. That's the important thing, though. That's one of the trickiest things about running your own business. Any successful entrepreneur will tell you that time is your most valuable commodity. Managing time is one of your greatest challenges. FreshBooks, they could not agree more with this. In fact, saving time is one of the main reasons that entrepreneurs love them so much. There are super simple cloud accounting solutions giving thousands of small business owners like you, like me, the tools to save time billing and getting paid faster. It's all about getting paid. You want to get paid. They let you do invoices. They let you check on the status of them. You can see when the people you send your invoices to open and look at the invoice. 
They got great support. Help is free forever. And they're going to let you try it free for 30 days. If you go to the URL freshbooks.com slash quit and enter the code quit in the how did you hear about us section. Freshbooks.com slash quit. Code is quit. Thanks very much to FreshBooks for making this show possible. Hattie, what is your big topic of the day? Topic du jour. My big topic? I thought we did email instead. Nope. Remind me again. I don't remember. The whole thing with uh, um, millennials oh, yes. being uh, terrible. Well, they're not terrible, but they... And I, I fully accept and acknowledge that I am a millennial. And I believe the millennial term, you, what is it, 78 through 2000 and something? Are you looking that up? I am looking up. Anyway, millennials. Millennials, also known as the millennial generation or generation Y, are the demographic cohort following generation X. There are no precise dates when the generation starts and ends. Most researchers and commentators use birth years ranging from the early 1980s to the early 2000s. There you go. Millennials. So, but I think what we're talking about is the, the, the younger millennials right now. I'd say 90 and onwards. Um, they, we found in our hiring. And firing. And, and firing. Or we like to say letting go. Uh, uh, of interns and trying to find people to help out here and just listening to other friends who have hired interns and things like and that also in you Austin. And ta- you talking to your colleagues and your peers in your age group. Very much so. There seems to be some follow-through problems. Is that what you would call it? That is a very good way to put it. Um, And it's just very... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because it's not really a clear thing, but they seem there's no fear. We, I know we've talked about the fear on this show before sure. yep. and uh, being not scared, but worried about making a mistake that that's at the forefront of your, of your day is I really hope I don't make a mistake. I better take every step that I can in order to not make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And if that means asking the same question six times because I keep forgetting, then do that. You know, things like that. And I feel like this this generation just doesn't see the full circle of a task. It's more like if somebody said, make dinner. Mm-hmm. Part of the first step was making getting the ingredients. Second step would be preparing the ingredients. Third would be actually doing the mixing, then the cooking. And I feel like this generation just kind of stops there. Okay, I made the dinner. <laughs> it's made now. Right. It's sitting on top of the stove. Well, you still have to plate it and then put it on the table for people to eat. And I feel like millennials don't see the full thing and they don't even offer to do it. Right. They, oh, you told me to make dinner. That's all I did. I made the dinner. Right. My task is done. I can now go. Where I think a lot of the time, it just, I don't know, am I explaining this correctly? I feel like I'm going in circles. No, I feel like you are explaining it correctly. Um, 
it's it's the whole aspect of having a it is follow through. A big part of it is follow through, but it's having a bigger understanding of something. Back to the self awareness and what other people but are doing. But I want to be clear that it's not just people who are twenty years old. No, 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 not at all. It's it's a bigger it's a bigger thing that has to do with like I remember back when I started a new job. I knew that like I had to really work hard not for the first week or two not for the first month but like 90 days i had to like i'm gonna be there 10 hours a day 12 hours a day i'm gonna get there before before whoever else gets here i'm gonna be there before that person and when the last person leaves i'm gonna leave after them and i'm gonna do that until i know everything about this place why did you want to do that what provoked you to do that not because I was afraid of getting fired, but because I was afraid of not doing a good job. Even if I, and I knew that doing a good job involved applying myself. It involved going effort, above and beyond, above and beyond. And I would go there. I would pay attention. I would say, who, who, who does what around here? Who are the people who are, you know, really working hard and what, what habits do they have? And, how can I help? How can I help? How can I be involved? And what are the cool things that are going on that I, I want to be a part of, you know? And how do I earn that position? I did not want to pay my dues. That was my biggest problem when I was younger. I did not want to work my way up. I knew everything. <laughs> uh, and, and the people in charge knew nothing. I was smarter than them. And they were just... Corporate stooges. Corporate stooges. <laughs> and unfortunately, sometimes I was right. But most of the time, I was just an idealistic, stupid kid. But it didn't matter. I was paying my dues and I was being there and I was putting in the time and I was doing the work and I was working hard and I took it all very, very seriously. And that's the part of it that I think you're kind of touching on is that it seems like they don't take it that seriously because they know that there really are not any consequences if they fail. Yes. And that's the that's I think the broader topic here that we need to talk about is like, why are they so confident that if they mess up, that everything's There's going no to be okay. Yeah. Um, like, and I don't know. I worked at a very small graphic design firm here in town. And, you know, it was like five people in a room, including me. And it was my very first job, real job. And it, everything that I did, I was like, this is going, because I was a junior designer. And then there was the head designer. And I basically was her protege i would just do anything that she needed me to do anything she told me it didn't matter what it was and i always felt like if whatever i turned into her she was going to turn into the client and if that was bad that was going to reflect badly on her not me right and i desperately did not want anything that i did to reflect badly on her i wanted people to be blown away and be like wow this this came out of like your firm that's amazing we're hiring you again you know right like and i feel like maybe i don't know why i saw the broader term i mean the broader spectrum of like what what my role was there but you know i mean even down to the part of like wow the entire you know all four people in the office complain about the coffee maker that nobody knows who's gonna clean it and things like that well then i would Say, hey, how about I do that? Save you guys some time. Right. 
I don't know if that's just in my nature, but I always felt like anything that I could do to help in any way, whether it was taking the trash out or locking the door at the end of the day or turning in my best work, that was the most important thing. Because it seems like there's this very just lackadaisical attitude of like, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, all right. I mean, I can do that. Or, oh, well, why didn't you do that? Well, I forgot. Um, there I was no forget, though. In, in I forgot to do that. So. <sighs> oh, I didn't know, so I didn't ask. Right. So it's I just sitting. You know, you, you said to, to edit it, so I, you know, I edited it. And, right, but didn't you take it live? No, I, I guess I didn't do that. There was no title. Right, there was no title, so I didn't take it live, put in the CMS. You didn't have a title. But you didn't tell me that, that there wasn't right. a title? Right, so you, you sat there for, yeah. for an hour and a half, knowing that the show was edited, knowing that it was ready to go. No title in the title field in the CMS, but it never occurred to you to... Tell s- us. To say, I've edited the show, but there's <laughs> no title, so I can't take it live. That's the next thing that I wanted to talk... And we're not, by the way, we're not talking about anybody specific. This no, it's is just a, examples. a problem we've had Many times across with the many board. people. Yes, this is no one specific. And it's just... If this happened one time, then we'd right. be talking about one yeah. person. But this yeah. is just like a regular thing, and then or or like or get it receiving an email that somebody sends. Somebody sends an email, and then just maybe you're going to act on the email. This but, is my problem. But <laughs> you, you, you're much better. than I'm you better were. at it now, but I used to be worse. So somebody might send an email. Let's just. I'm making this scenario up. Somebody sends an email, and well, no, somebody sends an email and says, "I have uploaded." Uh, the audio for this episode, could you please edit it and take it live? The email goes to our engineer. The engineer immediately says, oh, there's the audio. Better download it. Downloads the audio, starts editing it, uh, gets ready to take it live, sends it to bounce. It's going to take a while. So they go and they go to have a, a, a quick lunch and come back. And then uh, by then it'll all be ready to go and they'll take it. But they never wrote the person back. They never said, got it. I'll have it published by 1 p.m. today. Setting expectations. Or is, can't get it to it today. I'm going out of town. Right. Or whatever. Just that follow up and, and follow through and letting someone know. And, and how do your problem is you'll get, or, <laughs> you know, you've really conquered this in a I lot have. of ways. You've I've really conquered it. But your, recently. your problem was <laughs> you would get an email and you would immediately shift to start in, at, at an urgent pace. That would shoot to the top of the list of things that I needed to do. Right. And you would start focusing on that thing then and start working hard, came. hard. Then another email would come in. That would then become uh-huh. priority one. So everything was like 65% finished. Right. And so at the end of the day, <laughs> what would be finished? Nothing. Nothing. What would be almost done? A 50 lot of things. things. <laughs> and you had never gotten back to any of those 50 people to say, this will be done today or this will be done tomorrow or... So how did you conquer that? Well, half I wanted to say like half of that is my procrastination, which I tend to get overwhelmed a little bit easily. But so that was like half of it. And then the other half was I wanted to be the person that as soon as they sent that email, hey, can you get started on the spreadsheet and send it back over to me? I wanted to respond and be like, done that hour. (laughs) You know, like that's like, oh, wow. I didn't even have time to ask if you were working on it because you have already sent it back to me finished. That's me being a little bit idealistic and trying to be, you know, super, super sales lady. But I I don't know. I think the way that I overcame it was, well, first of all, you put a sticky note on my desk, which was just very helpful. It's still there on the bottom of my computer. It says step one reply. 
Right. And for me, I really liked that because it just, it just, it's like a little reminder. And sometimes, you know, I'll fall back into the habit of starting to work on things. So much better though. But a lot better, a lot you know, better. Because like that is the first step. If someone asks you for something, the first step is to think about, can I do that? Should I do that right now? When can I do that? And when will it be done? Because you have to kind of analyze it in a really uh, pragmatic kind of a way. Uh, just because someone asks for something doesn't mean you're going to do it now. It doesn't mean you're going to do it ever. And it doesn't mean that it's immediate. And I think that was the thing that I had a hard time understanding is like once you say – once somebody says, hey, can you do this thing? Then you reply and say, yes, I can uh, – I will get to it. Then your timeline is – I mean, unless they didn't give you a timeline, then the due date is whenever you can get to it in the list of things that you have to do. Right. Um, and I think that was really hard for me to understand because I think I just, I, I feel like everybody's needs are very, I put everybody's needs at the top of the list that, oh, everybody's equal. Everybody needs it right now. And I need to start working on it right now. Um, but that's not the case. And I, I, I don't know how I overcame that. <laughs> well, I've just seen you be more responsive and try to be more calm about those kinds of a thing. And knowing that, you know, you're doing the right thing by putting the customer, the, the recipient, whoever it is, you're putting them first and saying, I need to, I need to help this person. But a lot of the time, like I remember in the past when I was, I think I've told this story here before, but I was, I had submitted uh, an article for magazine where I had been asked to do an article for a magazine and I had written it and sent it over. But every single email that I sent to this person who is a editor who had a lot of balls in the air all the time, you know, every time that I wrote to him, he would reply to me almost instantly, even with a one word email, like, okay, or got it or working on it, or I'll have that to you tomorrow. Whatever it was, he was indicating not only I have received your email, but he was also setting my expectation for it. So when I sent the thing into him for the, him to read it the first time, he's like, got it. I'll review this and get back to you sometime tomorrow. That was the whole email. Nothing it else. It has been received and right? he has given you a time that you now can put in your mind calendar right. when you can expect to hear from him again. Right, exactly. And that later that afternoon, the next day, email came back. I just finished reading it. And, and so what is he doing behind the scenes? He's probably going and putting in on his to-do list, review Dan Benjamin's article, due date tomorrow at 2 p.m. Right. So he's going to see that. He's going to know what he has to do, and he's going to follow the rules that he set up for himself and do the thing when he needs to and do it. And he seems like a very productive person because yeah. I'm pretty sure that your article is not the only one he was helping no, work I, on. I'm so, sure. And with magazines especially – that moves fast yeah. and you have hard deadlines. So right. you kind of have to kind of take on that role of everything has a due date. That's a good point. Um, but what I was also going to say was I think it's interesting if you think about, and I think this is specific to emails because if you're on the phone and somebody says, can you do this? You do have to respond. Right. So if you think about it, if you're on the phone with that person that sent you the email, or if you're standing there in the hallway and they say, Hey, can you send over a spreadsheet? with all the numbers for, you know, July, you're not just going to turn around and go, go start working way. on it. Right. You're going to say, yes, but you know what? 
I have this long meeting right now, so right. I'm probably not going to get to it right now, but maybe in the next four hours. Yeah. And they'd say, okay. But like, why do we treat email differently? Why do we, is it because they can't see what we're doing? I don't know. And I, I find that it's worse. Again, I'm not pointing fingers or, ca- or, or saying that millennials are horrible. They're not. But it seems to be rampant. It, yes. With millennials, as far as the following up and follow and 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 return because of electronic like, messages, because it's also text messaging too, right? And my I I will call my sister out on it. I could text her like ten times today, and the, and just just this morning, she I sent her a bunch of messages yesterday, yeah, just like fun links and stuff, nothing important, right? But today she was like. Oh, I didn't even, I saw them, but I didn't look at them, but I'll look at them today. You know, like, even if it would have, if she would have just said, cool, look at later or something. Right. Like, did she get them? Right. There's is her this, phone off? Th- this is the way I imagine a millennial <laughs> is kind of doing everything. This is the way they do everything. Someone is, sends them a message or sends them an email or puts something on their desk or whatever. They look at it. They consume it. They consume it. But that's all that unless you point blank say, please reply to this email, they will not (laughs) reply to it. And I've tested this out. I've even asked questions in the email. When we saw Zeldman here in Austin, he gave a great, he was like, every time I send an email, I try and be proactive and ask a question at the end of each email. Right. Is this possible? Right. Can I have this by the end of today? Right. Because then they have to answer. Yes. They literally have to answer. Right. They have to write back. <laughs> right. And he also told the story about how he's worked with designers oh. and other people <laughs> like that who are like they've been hired to create some something. Maybe it's a logo or a graphic or whatever, right. a, a layout, something. whatever. They've been hired to do that and they would they would do it and they would upload it and then they're done and they would go away. <laughs> And Zeldman meanwhile, would be in, meanwhile, everyone else is wondering, did the person do it? Is it there? Where is it? How do I get to it? And they would ask the person, the person would say, well, yeah, I mean, I put it up on Dropbox. So. Like uh, Tuesday. Yeah, like on Tuesday. Well, that's not completing the job. <laughs> completing the job isn't doing the work. You have to actually tell someone that the work is done. You have to pass the baton. Right. Pass the baton. And that's the key. And I don't know what, you know, if anything, when I was especially younger, but even so now, um, I, I, lo- I mean, pe- we need that kind of interpersonal communication. We need someone to say that thing you asked me to do is done. I did it. It's done now. Or sending an email that says that thing that I told you that I would do today is now done. Or remember how you asked me to do that thing? I did it up to this point, but couldn't go in- like, you know, that we want to publish shows, you know that if there's a title missing, again, this is our example, right? but if you know the title is missing and that's blocking the show from being published, you don't pack up your stuff and go home. Your care is not editing. Your care is getting the show published. Right. Yeah, that's and that's the bigger <laughs> picture. Like, you know the goal isn't edit the show. The goal is publish the show. And get it out there right. and publish it on the right day. Right. And make All sure of, it sounds good and everything. And, and, and like even going to that level of, well... I edited it. I uploaded the file. I made sure all the stuff was there. I took it live. I'm even going to go to the website and check to see that it's there and make sure it looks right on the page. Like, that's what I always do with everything, you know? And either I completely forget to do something like, oh my gosh, I didn't even 
edit that show. Right, it's or, just sitting on the... Or I complete the entire task. The entire task is not edit. The entire task is uh, release an episode of this show. You're very, very good about that. You either do not start a task <laughs> at all, right. or you completely finish it, no matter if it takes you five days or six hours like well, i can't even like but see that's also my flaw like we were in uh, I, for our, our upcoming, multitasking yeah our <laughs> upcoming trip that we have i wanted to get this um mofi uh what's the one i wound up getting the you got the juice pack reserve reserve because all the, the other juice packs tests. for the mofis the battery on them it makes your phone way like it feels like carrying a, a dictionary in your pocket like an original iphone right it's horrible <laughs> these things are ridiculous so i had they have this one called the reserve which is a 60% It's not quite the charge. air. No, it's smaller. Right. And oh, it's smaller than the air? Yes. Oh, nice. The air is 100% now. And then the next level is 120%. Right. So this one is 60. That's not important. While, while we're running by there, I'm like, okay, I have to look at this. And you're like, oh, look at this other thing in this case on this other. I'm like, cases don't, other cases don't even exist to me. I'm here for this one. You're like, well, if you don't look, you might miss it. You might miss. It. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I will miss it. I know I'll miss it. But like, I have to complete this process of which of these Mophie cases do I want to get? Okay. This is the one I want to get. I've made my decision. Now, if we still have time, I can look at the other cases. But if I interrupt that process of looking at all the Mophie stuff, then I, that cycle will still be right. like processing in my brain. Right. And you're like, it's unfinished it's unfinished right and i can't and like i'll look at the other thing you might want me to see you won't absorb it but i won't absorb any of it it'll be like i haven't seen it and then i'll have to like start back over on the movie process again but you know what that's you sitting down finishing an email right and that's me going oh i'm almost finished with this oh look this other email came in it's the same exact thing and so i feel like that's it's not really a working style i don't i would i think it's your working style i think it's a working style that i need to fix myself but back to the the millennials the millennials and like and i have found myself guilty of this many times where someone will send me a picture or a funny link Uh or something like that something that makes i need to view it i will view the i'll click on the link it'll be like saw this and thought of you so i click the link and it's a a picture of a fox or something like that i'll be like (laughs) oh it's so cute and then I'll turn my phone off and set it down. Right. Or not, or, you know, turn the screen off and set it down. I have not responded to that person, mm-hmm. but I have consumed the thing they sent to me. I am now done. Which, that's wrong. That is not. That's it. It's wrong, right. <laughs> this is, someone sending you a message is not the internet. Right. It's not sitting there on Tumblr or Pinterest. You need to respond to that person. Yeah. It's a message. And yeah. I feel like this is. Things, no, here's the question. Right. If you take two typical millennials, let's mm-hmm. pick let's pick on your sister. Yeah, let's yeah. She can take it. She can take it. Old Gus. Your sister <laughs> and your sister's friend. Okay. If she were to send the friend a picture of a fox and the friend would look at it, consume it, would the friend reply to it or would the friend simply not say anything about it and maybe later send her a picture of a rabbit? To which she would also not reply. In other words, is is it like right, that, or, a, or is it different because you're her older sister, or is there a difference in like mm, elders and bosses and other things, I or don't what? Know. That's interesting. Why don't they feel inclined to respond? Right. Why don't they feel like that's unfinished? Why right. do they feel like that is the end of the loop? 
Right. I, I saw Sent, the thing you wanted received, me to see. S- saw it. Done. You know, and like there were times when I, way back in the early days when I had like an, one engineer I'm thinking of in particular, um, and I would send something and I I would like ask a question or send something <laughs> and I'd be like, like later on we would be talking or something, I'd be like, hey, did you get the thing? Oh yeah, I got that. Well, you didn't reply <laughs> didn't to know? it. You know, I didn't reply to it. Oh, well, I didn't know you needed to reply. I'm like, well, the question mark meant it was a question. <laughs> so like, right. if I'm asking you a question, it it means hit reply. You know, and like your your job involves answering the question, you know, or interpersonal. It, it's like I loved your analogy, though, of what you just said of like somebody being there in, in the hall and saying, hey, can you do this? And you, just like turning around, walking away and starting, starting to do it like that doesn't work like that. No. Like with my kid, I'll be like, you need to go and brush your teeth right now. It's late. They can turn around and go brush their teeth. That's, That's fine. fine. That's because you're telling them something right, to do. Right. These are Not people asking, asking you something. I also want, I wanted to say one thing that I think just because the internet now is so much, we're consuming constantly and so many things require no action. Right. And we're not interacting with other people. We're just consuming. Are we breeding consumers and that's right, it like right, is that right. all they're ever going to be able to do now you know, and this is like the old thing my parents used to say is don't watch so much tv you know because like they were very concerned that if you watch too much tv you would somehow become a person who just didn't think but just sat there consuming things right that you would become an uh, a, a non-participant in life that this would watching tv would somehow train you to be entertained and to be sitting back as just an observer and, and not a participant of, of life. Yeah. And, and now look at what we have. I mean, we have all of this stuff and then you have these ridiculous ploys on websites of like, you know, here, the top 10 ways that oh, you gosh. can, whatever. And then at the bottom, do you, did you like this article? Do you know of any other ways that we could <laughs> do the same thing? Answer in the comments and like, then people will answer in the comments but if they didn't ask them to, then they, maybe they wouldn't have. You know, like I mean, right. is that part of this culture? I don't are know. Are we that? Are we that uninclined to not say anything unless, uh, unless prompted? It's I don't know. I thought that was strange. But also back to like passing the baton. Think of everything you do. Think of your job as an assembly line. Picture everybody's. I'm, I'm picturing in my mind the like honey bunches of oats. You know the lady. Have you seen her? No. Oh, she's great on those commercials. But picture the assembly line. Picture like you're making cereal. One person has to take the oats and pour them into the bowl. You right. know, like you're part of an assembly line. Look at where you are in that assembly line and what you do in the day, and find out. If you stopped doing what you're doing or didn't tell the next person that you're finished, how are they going to do their job? Be aware, be self-aware of what you're doing and how you fit into the picture and how you can keep everything moving step by step by step, even it's even when it's out of your hands, even when you've done your job. That's my sense. Love it. Let's end the show there. You can follow Hattie on Twitter. She's at Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E, Bird. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. We appreciate your email, so please keep them coming. The best way to send us an email, your comments, your thoughts, your questions, is to go to 5by5.tv slash contact. 
And on that page, you will find a list of all the shows we do. Please pick quit. Click the link. Send us an email. Let us know if you are allowing us to use your name on the air. Otherwise, we will think it's okay to do that. And uh, please do keep those things coming. And you can also rate the show in iTunes. It's a tremendously valuable and helpful way to help new listeners find out about the show. That's all for this week. Have a good one, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>